Hey creators and welcome to a very special solo episode of the Creator Project. These are my solo episodes, also known as my hot takes, where I dive deep into a subject related to the creator economy and I'm going to share my own opinion on it and really discuss the different sides to it. Now, I purposely want to spend these solo episodes talking about things that really make you think, might ruffle some feathers ever so slightly. And that really nicely brings me on to today's topic, which is all about the idea of lifestyle being your niche. More specifically, the fact that lifestyle is not actually a niche. Now, if you've worked with me before or you've watched some of my other content, you'll know that this is my stance on it. I'm going to explain to you why lifestyle is not a niche, but more importantly, I am going to also talk about what you can do if you decide for lifestyle to be your theme of your content, because niches and themes are slightly different and we'll dive into that in just a moment. So if you're someone who has ever considered lifestyle being your niche, if you have it in your bio on Instagram, you know who you are. If you're someone who has more than one niche or if you're just someone who doesn't quite understand understand the whole idea around niching down, whether you should or whether you shouldn't, then this episode is going to be of interest to you. So let's kick off. All right. So let's talk about the idea of lifestyle being your niche. Now, as I mentioned, there are a lot of people who think that lifestyle is their niche. And we often get into quite heated debates in my communities and in various places on the internet when I tell them that that lifestyle, in fact, is not a niche. But let me just explain to you why I believe that. Right. And in order for me to do that, I'm going to literally give you some definitions that I pulled from the internet to really illustrate my point. Okay, so (laughs) let's talk about the actual definition of a niche. Right. There's a couple of definitions I'm going to talk about. So the first one is is niche content is content created specifically to resonate powerfully with a specific audience in order to drive a strong result. Such a wordy definition. But that's basically saying like niche content is content for one specific audience. However, there are other definitions what say things like niche is referring to products, services or interests that appeal to a small specialized section of the population, right? So that's basically saying that Anything specific can be a niche. Specificity, I can never say that word, specificity, you know what I mean. Anything that's super, super specific and really granular, that is essentially what a niche is. Now, if we talk about lifestyle by definition, and this is usually what people are referring to when they say that lifestyle is their niche. So this is usually when someone wants to share a blend of several different topics that details their lifestyle on their social media. So whether this is their personal experiences, their explorations or their daily habits. Another definition, right, is the fact that lifestyle is a niche that encompasses high interest topics like health, fitness, beauty, fashion, food, dating, arts, entertainment, travel, and more. Those are several niches within one. So to turn around and say lifestyle is a niche is technically incorrect because the word niche is literally saying something specific, whilst lifestyle is literally referring to a bunch of different topics and themes. So therefore, by definition, lifestyle cannot be a niche because it's not a specific topic. Now, the reason why I feel like it's important to have this discussion and really make it clear that lifestyle is not a niche is not to say that you can't have lifestyle as your overall or overarching theme of your content. That's not what I'm saying because you definitely can and people do it so well. And we're going to talk about how you can do that in just a moment. But the reason why it's really important to flag, right, is because if you are going to go with a niche on social media, like travel or food or plant care, for example, that is a completely different strategy to if you're 
going to go with lifestyle as the overarching theme of your content. If you're going to say my content is based on my lifestyle, that requires a different social media strategy, which is why it's important that we know that it's not a niche. It means that we can tweak the way that we're going to approach social media and ensure that you lifestyle creators out there can still see success. Okay. This isn't me just hating on the topic of lifestyle, even though I know that's probably what it sounds. <laughs> I'm not hating on it. It can work. We've just got to figure out the right way to make it work. So that will lead us really nicely onto the rest of this podcast episode. You know what I'm like, I'm not just going to like come over here and just crap all over something and not actually give you tips to, <laughs> to help you get through the challenge that I've just created for you. Obviously, I'm going to give you some advice as well. So why are there different strategies involved with creating a niche social media channel versus a lifestyle social media channel? Well, as we know, niches refer to something that's specific. So if you have a niche social media channel, it's usually one that focuses on one or two specific topics. For example, I think the ones I gave before were like food, travel, plant care, but there's also niches like finance, health, fitness, nutrition, etc. right? Usually a niche channel focuses on one or two of those elements. And the reason why niche channels often see success, although I will say that's changing a little bit more over time, but previously niche channels were like the only way to really grow. And the reason why that was the case was because when you have a niche channel, you're normally speaking to one specific audience. When you are speaking to one specific group of people who are interested in one specific thing, it becomes a lot easier easier for you to consistently serve them, consistently provide value to them. And therefore it's easier for you to find similar people to them and therefore grow because you're literally saying like, hey, if you are interested in nutrition, but specifically nutrition where you track macros, fun fact, I have no idea what macros are. <laughs> I do not know what that is. <laughs> but <laughs> there are people who do know and there are people who really want to follow others who do know that, right? And who are interested in that level of nutrition. So if you're creating content was literally about macros and nutrition, it becomes very easy for you to consistently create content for people who are interested in that subject. And then it becomes very easy for other people who are interested in that subject to find you and follow you as a result. Now, how that differs from people who create lifestyle content is your audience is slightly less defined and we're going to work on that because that's something we need to fix and once you really nail that you're able to see the same success that niche channels are able to see but usually when you go into this thinking I'm just going to create stuff about my lifestyle your audience gets lost because instead of saying okay well my content is for people who are interested in macros and nutrition you are now saying my content is of interest to people who are interested in my life or it's of interest to people who are interested in several things, including travel, health and fitness, food, etc. So because your topics become more broad and there are more of them, your audience becomes more broad too. Now, this is the mistake that we need to avoid making. You don't have to broaden your audience as a result of being a lifestyle creator. What you can do instead is still have a very specific audience and those are the people who are interested in your specific lifestyle. So a common misconception is like, if, if there are several lifestyle creators and they all create the same content, they don't. All of your lives are different, which means that you should be attracting different people. Okay. Hey creators, do you have any burning questions which you really want answered? For example, are you unsure on how to increase your engagement on Instagram? Or maybe you're debating whether to start a membership? Or perhaps you're confused as to which camera you should buy next or what microphone you need to start your podcast. Well, you are in luck because we have the answers. Every Tuesday, we invite you to submit your questions over on our Instagram at the creator project underscore. 
do not forget the underscore. We select one question to answer every single week and we provide detailed answers to that question in our email newsletter. So make sure you follow us on Instagram and submit your questions and you also sign up to our newsletter to make sure you see the answers. Links to both our Instagram and our newsletter are available in the show notes. So to really bring this topic to life, let's run some hypotheticals. Let's run some scenarios with every single different form of creator who could be listening or watching to this episode. And let's talk about what you guys should be doing in order for you to benefit from the same, like, I don't know, what's the word? Benefit from the same growth that niche creators often get to see. So let's assume that you are a lifestyle creator. I want to start with lifestyle creators because the fact that you clicked on this podcast episode makes me think that you felt personally attacked by the title and you were like, I got to listen to Jade and I've got to prove her wrong. So I'm going to take a wild guess and say that there's a lot of people listening who are lifestyle creators. So let's start with someone who is a lifestyle creator. Now you started your social media channels because you were like, do you know what? I will not be put in a box. I want to talk about everything that is related to my life. I think people would love to see my content in relation to my life too. Now, whilst that might be true, we need to be a bit specific and a bit tactical with how we go about sharing lifestyle content to ensure that you're actually going to see the growth that you deserve, right? So the first thing that you guys need to keep in mind is your content needs to be specific to your lifestyle and not just generic lifestyle. So whilst a lot of people go into this thinking, okay, well, I want to talk about health and fitness as part of my content because that's part of my lifestyle. Get specific about the ways in which you're going to be talking about health and fitness. That's a common mistake that people make. So yeah, you're going to talk about health and fitness, but in a way that's relevant to you. So for example, are you a Pilates girl or do you lift weights? Are you into macros, which we've already established? I have no idea what actually means. Or are you into calorie counting or are you against both of those things? You've got to figure out the exact way that you want to talk about all of these subcategories within your content. So it's not just about generic content anymore. It's now about all of these different elements of your life, but how you actually talk about them in a very specific personal way to you. Another example is fashion under the umbrella of lifestyle. This is really common for lifestyle creators that they also want to show the clothing that they wear and what they're buying. That's great, but get specific about the type of fashion that you're interested in and what your style and aesthetic is. Are you into minimalist streetwear or are you into maximum list I don't know casual clothing I don't know what maximum is like casual clothing looks like but you know what I mean they're two completely different sides of the coin figure out what your aesthetic is if in case you don't know it already and don't be afraid to communicate that quite frequently with your audience so that they know what your aesthetic is this makes it a lot easier for them to figure out if you are the creator for them right okay guys I'm so sorry but I just had to collect my Starbucks order I literally got back from Mexico maybe like a day and a half ago and if you've ever traveled from like that side of the world to Europe, you understand the jet lag. It is the worst jet lag of any route. Like every single time it wipes me out. I can't sleep. So I'm so tired. So I had to get a Starbucks coffee. So please forgive me. <laughs> I'm just going to take a sip and then we'll get straight to it. Oh, it's not very good. And you hate that when you get a coffee order and it's not as good as what you were expecting. Also, they gave me one of those cups, like, you know, the new plastic cups, which um, don't come with straws, which I get it. Like, let's save the environment. But they are so messy and I'm literally in a white shirt I've got several more episodes to film today and I've got like three meetings so that probably wasn't smart 
Anyway, <laughs> another thing that lifestyle creators really need to keep in mind, especially if they want to get ahead, is the focus on your personality. This is usually going to be the thing that differentiates you from other creators. And this is the case regardless of your niche, to be honest. But this is especially the case for people who focus on creating lifestyle content. The thing that's going to make people really drawn to you and want to, you know, stick with you and see all of your content about your life. Because remember, you're literally creating content about you. You're not creating content about someone else. So in order to get them to be so invested in you they need to know you you have to show your personality more than most creators need to like this is the thing that's really going to help you stand out and this can be tough for a lot of people because when you show your personality you open yourself up to negative feedback that's super personal and I know this with experience it is definitely a different kind of feeling when you get a comment from someone who's just straight up saying they don't like you as a person versus getting a comment from someone saying that like, I don't know, they don't like the shoes that you wore. There are two different levels when it's a personal attack. So I totally understand that. Exercise caution as always, but I always say that we can't let the threat of negative feedback or a negative comment stop us from actually pursuing our goals. So keep that in mind for sure. The last thing to keep in mind, and I've alluded to this before, is just because you're creating content about your lifestyle doesn't mean that you can't have a really refined and targeted audience. So I've already explained the benefits of having a niche. And one of those main benefits is that the audience is really defined and really obvious. You can still have that if you're a lifestyle creator, but you need to define who the audience is and you need to get specific on it. So this should become a lot easier if you follow some of the tips that I've just shared. So I've already said like, get specific about your aesthetic or your point of view or the really specific points of the different niches within lifestyles. So food, travel, healthcare, etc. Really figure out where you sit on those different elements and really communicate that to your audience. What you now want to do is basically build a profile of the type of person who would find your lifestyle appealing right? You want to figure out how old is this person? What life stage are they in? What do they like? What do they dislike? How do they consume content? Whose content do they consume in addition to yours? Get really specific about all these different layers within this person. You basically want to build like your own fictitious human being and you want to focus on that person when you're creating content for them. This is what helps your content become really streamlined and this is what helps your content become targeted even without having a really specific niche. So let's run some other hypotheticals right? Let's just make sure that we're covering all bases. So another common thing that I see when I speak to a lot of creators is that they may not say, hey, my niche is lifestyle, but they will specify one or two niches and then add lifestyle in there too. So they'll say something like travel, food and lifestyle, or they'll say something like beauty, fashion and lifestyle, right? Let's run some scenarios by you and let's talk about whether that's the right thing to do as well. So this is super, super common for, especially for people who are like, you know, I, I want to share majority of my content about one or two things but I also want to be able to share my workout from that morning or a photo of my dog or you know the when I when I go out for dinner with my partner right a lot of people often think that if you want to share little snippets of your life on social media therefore you have to have lifestyle as a niche knowing that lifestyle is not a niche and that is not true guys your life is literally there regardless of what your niche is you don't need to specify it you don't need to detract from what your core niche is you don't need to label it as something separate that you're talking about if someone is following you and you're a personal brand even if you're saying that you share content about food and travel they're still going to expect to see little snippets of your life in there as well because it is quite literally your life so if that is you in this scenario you do not need to add lifestyle to your bio you do not need to specify it when you're describing what your content is about your life is always going to be there regardless it doesn't need to be its own 
fake niche. <laughs> now, if you have more than one niche and there's no lifestyle in sight, that is good news. It means that you're probably in a good position to grow. However, there are still a few things that you need to think about. The fact that you have more than one niche poses a slight risk of you confusing your audience and maybe even splitting and dividing your audience. So to avoid this happening, you want to make sure that all of your niches actually have overlapping audiences. So an example of this is when someone creates content about beauty and fashion. Those two audiences tend to overlap, right? An example of when this doesn't work is someone who creates content about... Someone who creates content about, I want to really think of something that's going to really clash here. So let's say someone who creates content about the environment, specifically like an environmentalist and sustainability, but and then who also creates content about fast fashion. That's not going to work. Those two, those two audiences are not the same. They do not agree on most things, right? So that overlap is probably not going to work. So think about your two audiences. Think about if there's similarities between the two, because you want to ensure that they get value from all of your content, not just when you're only showing content related to the niche that they like, right? That brings me on to the last scenario. Maybe you've got just the one niche and you'll probably think sitting here thinking, oh my God, I've won because <laughs> it sounds like given what I've all just said, you probably have the easiest job. Yes and no. Your challenge is going to be more about how you talk about this niche in different ways and in a way that actually keeps your audience engaged. That's your challenge and that's your homework. It's totally possible, by the way. For example, if you want to create content which is all about marketing, similar to what I do, you could talk about this subject in multiple different ways. You could share educational content. You could share um, entertaining content, relatable content. It's all different types of value that you're sharing, but you're still talking about marketing. So your niche is still there. You're just talking about it in different ways. It's important that you think about different ways to do this because that's what helps keep your content fresh. Even though you might be thinking that you're winning because you only have that one niche, that does make life easier for you in some ways, but in other ways it makes it harder. So really a conclusion, there's no right way of doing this. There's no right niche to pick either. And that's evolved over time. You might remember a couple of years back when everyone was saying like, just niche down and niche down and that's the only way to grow. That's not the case anymore. Things have evolved, which is great. Just know that regardless of the route that you pick, there will be challenges that you need to work through. So it's best to just pick the route that feels most aligned with you because there's going to be work to do regardless. Okay, guys, I hope this helps. Let me know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube, if you actually agree that lifestyle is not a niche. If you found this episode useful, then as always, I'd be super grateful if you left me a review. But this has been one of the first episodes of my hot take solos. Um, I'm about to turn off the camera and film some more. So I'll see you in the next one. <laughs> You've just listened to an episode of The Creator Project. We upload new episodes every single week. So if you've not hit that subscribe or follow button yet, then what are you doing? Be sure to hit subscribe or follow before you leave so that you don't miss out on our new content. If you feel like supporting our podcast, we would absolutely love it if you could leave us a review and share our podcast with someone else who might get value from it. Don't forget to hit us up on our socials. Links can be found in the show notes. Thanks again. We'll speak soon.